You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So who remembers from last week, if you were here last week, What were the last three words that Pastor Gerber said at the end of his message? To be continued. Didn't even need any hints today. Well, to be continued. So what is it that needs to be continued? So for for those of you who weren't able to listen last week, what a story. And Pastor Gerber put it this way. What a moment in time he told us about. What a moment in time he told us about. It was part one of our story, and obviously today is part two. So a little review of part one. Part one was about a man. A man who walked this earth about 2,000 years ago. This man's name was Jesus of Nazareth. And this man, he grew up to be a great prophet. This man grew up to be a great king, the king of kings. This man grew up to be a great preacher. He grew up to be a great preacher and teacher. He grew up to be a shepherd. This Jesus of Nazareth grew up to be a judge. But most importantly, this man grew up to be a sacrifice. Yes, a great sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. That's where our story ended last week. with Jesus, the Son of the Most High God, hanging on a cross. Hanging on a cross until he gave his last three words. And what were those words? It is finished. And if you remember correctly from last week, Pastor Gerber told us what What it is finished means in Greek. The word is tetelestai. Tetelestai. We've been practicing. Well, what does tetelestai mean? Well, it means it is completed. It is paid in full. Oh, but this story from last week is far from being over, isn't it? You see, after Jesus breathed his last, he was placed in a tomb. A tomb that was sealed by a huge stone rolled in front of it. It probably looked a little bit like this. It probably looked a lot like this. The morning of the third day after the death of Jesus, things got interesting extremely interesting there was an earthquake there was an an appearance of an angel early in the morning 
And that same angel rolled this tomb or rolled this stone away from the, from the entrance of the tomb. There were guards running. Guards running for their lives and their livelihoods to go tell the Pharisees what they had just witnessed. There was Mary Magdalene. Like Casey reminded the kiddos this morning, Mary Magdalene and her friends going to say their good their, their last goodbye to their friend, to their teacher, to Jesus. Then there was Mary running back to tell the disciples what she had seen. And then there was more running. John and Peter running to the tomb. And there were garments and a shroud left behind where the body of Jesus had lain. And then there were those angels hanging out, trying to explain to whoever would listen what had just happened. But most of all, there was an empty tomb. And most importantly, there was a risen Lord. There was a risen Christ. There was a resurrected Jesus. What a morning. What a part two of our moment in time. You see, we've been pointing to this very moment for eight weeks now, haven't we? From week one, when Pastor Gerber told us about God speaking the world into existence, to sin entering the world and breaking the world, and it's been groaning ever since, to a promise, to God promising to save us from our sin. Genesis 3.15, God speaking to Satan in the garden, telling him of his salvation plan for his people. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will only strike his heel. Then in week two is faithful Abraham. Faithful Abraham who was ready to slay was ready to sacrifice his only son. I shouldn't say his only son. His son, Isaac. Until at the very last second, God provided a ram stuck in the thorny thickets. Pointing us to how Jesus provides a lamb for us to take our place. And then it was week three in the Passover lamb. And we talked about how the Israelites in the land of Egypt, after 400 years of being enslaved, it was time to be freed. And that God instructed his people to collect the blood of, of unblemished lambs and to take that blood 
and painted on the doorpost of their homes so that the angel of death would pass over. And that's exactly what happened. Pointing us to Jesus' blood covering us and the angel of death passing over us on the last day. Then Pastor Gerber shared us with us the story of David and Goliath. And David, faithful David, striking down the giant, pointing us to Jesus, striking down sin and death and the power of Satan. And then our last Old Testament lesson, does anyone remember what it was? Begins with D again. Not David, Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel, in his very own tomb, with a very different stone rolled in front of his grave, a stone that was rolled away the very next morning for us to find out and for his friend Darius, King Darius, to find out that God had delivered him from the lions. Pointing us again to Jesus in that Jesus will deliver us from our own deaths. Yes, Jesus. Jesus who came to us in the form of a humble baby boy. Jesus. Who we found out, who we, who we, we talked about receiving the Holy Spirit from the Father from heaven in his baptism. Jesus who resisted the devil's temptations in the wilderness for 40 days. And then we talked about Jesus, the kingdom of God, Jesus, the kingdom of heaven, being right here, right now, in our hearts. And then last week, Jesus, who suffered and died on the cross for you and for me. And today, resurrected, risen, and very much alive Jesus, who rose to overcome sin, Satan, and death for all time. Jesus, who ascended into heaven, after, the, after 40 days of being risen to reign, be at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And then finally, Jesus, who will return again on the last day to judge both the living and the dead. It will be a moment of time when his victory will be complete. So in conclusion this morning, I'd like to share with you a few words from the Apostle Paul. In a letter that he wrote to these new Christians in the city of Corinth, he sums it up, sums it up much better than I can. In this letter, to his new Christian brothers and sisters, he brings them to a new hope a mysterious hope, a mysterious victory, hope 
and victory won on the cross. Hope and victory won through his resurrection, which gives salvation to you, which gives salvation to me. Paul writes, Behold. Now, Paul doesn't use that word very often, behold. Behold's in the Old Testament all over the place. And when you see the word behold, when someone said the word behold, when someone wrote the word behold, it meant this. If you, hasn't, if you haven't listened to anything else I have said, if you haven't paid attention to anything else that I have written, pay attention to this. Behold, I'm about to tell you something so important. You don't want to miss it. So this is what he said. He said, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs>